0: Guys, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask that you would open them up uh, to the Book of Psalms. We are going to be in uh, Psalm 124 this morning. Psalm 124, and uh, just going to ask that you would turn there. and, and We're doing this series uh, called the Psalms of Ascent. We're studying these psalms. There's 15 uh, songs that the Israelites would sing as they made the journey back to Jerusalem during the big feasts and festivals. And and, and so uh, what they would do as, as they would make this journey, they would sing these songs. And these songs, man, they take you um, through a range of emotions, right? Uh, these guys felt everything. And, and the, these psalms help us express what we're feeling um, when we go through difficult times too. And so this morning, we're going to be in Psalm 124. Uh, it's another psalm of David. I'm going to pray for us and ask the Holy Spirit to join us and to come and to teach us and guide us if you don't mind. So please join me in a word of prayer father god thank you for loving us, um, we are, are so grateful to gather together in your name. And, and, and we haven't stopped gathering. We've done it in different ways um, through this time. We, we, we've done it as people sat uh, at home and recorded things, or we were here live as people sit on couches. We've got some probably out on their deck right now. Um, God, we're just so thankful that the body of Christ isn't limited um, by space, but we can gather in all these new ways. And so, Father, we're, we're just thankful. Holy Spirit, we want to recognize that you, your role, you're our teacher. You're our guide and so we want to welcome you now to come and take your place in our pulpit and, and we ask that you would come and you and exalt Jesus Christ in our midst that we might see him clearly and that we might want him more than anything else this world has to offer. In Jesus name we pray all these things and God's people said amen. Amen. Well, uh, if you have your word uh, there with you, whether uh, that's, a, that's a Bible or, or you're on your phone and you're clicking, I pray that you would read these six verses with me, uh, or eight verses this week, I'm sorry, in Psalm 124. And here's what the word of the Lord says. It says, If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say. Okay? Hey, it's like saying, hey, let's say this again. Ready? If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, If the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, then they would have swallowed us alive in their burning anger against us. Then the water would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging water would have swept over us. Blessed be the Lord who has not let us be ripped apart by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the hunter's net. The net is torn and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, the maker of heaven and earth. So guys, four things I want to share with you. I'm going to do it quickly, uh, kind of through this psalm. And the very first thing that I want you to see is this. Ready? I want you to understand this morning that the first thing the psalmist is reminding the people of God of is that we face constant danger from very real, seen and unseen forces in this world. We face constant danger from very real, seen, and unseen forces in this world. And so, what David's writing about is this truth that the people of God is real. We're often attacked by other people, right? And, and so why is that? Why, why are the people of God often attacked by other people? Well, because people don't like God. Right I mean, that's what Roman says. Roman teaches us that people want to reject the authority of God. they don't like the people of God. and so uh, in, the, in the history of Israel, often the people of God were attacked by other people, and, and, and part of the reason they were attacked was simply because they were followers of the one true God and, and, and so that happens, right? And, and so that's part of it. Of course, we know that every attack. There's something spiritual behind it, right? There's something spiritual behind it. And some of the language here uh, that we find in this psalm, it talks about uh, waters raging and, and, and being swallowed alive and being swept away and engulfed. And, and the times we find those phrases in, in, in the Old Testament, those usually have to do with spiritual battles as well. And, and, and we learned this last week. We talked about it, Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to put it on the screen. But Ephesians 6.12 teaches us that our struggle's not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. And, and so, guys, we, we just start here. One of the things that David is trying to say is, man, you got to watch out because we are attacked. And we're attacked on all sides, and we're attacked by, by people that we can see, but there's always a spiritual element to it. And, and we're often attacked by the evil one who we cannot see. And and so we we start there, right? Second thing we need to know, guys, is that these attacks are powerful and they are often sudden in nature, right? These attacks are powerful and they're often sudden in nature. And we see this when we get into the original language. And so, uh, guys, I'm going to put on the screen uh, Psalm 124, verse 2, and it says this, If the Lord had not been on our side when the people attacked us. If the Lord had not been on our side when the people attacked us, now that word attacked in Hebrew literally means now it's 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 past tense, right? So it means they rose up or they stood up. But 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 here's the imagery, right? Is that they were they were sneaking. They were sneaking, and they they got to the point that they could spring up, and so then they, they 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 sprang up, and then they attacked, and and that's the kind of image, right? And and that's the way a, a good attacks work. You don't announce you're about to attack somebody, right? You don't start a few miles out and 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 blare your horns and let them know you're coming. Like that's not. It, it's a surprise attack, and of course, last week we talked about our enemy, the devil, who is is is. Around and he's roaring like a lion, right? He's sneaking. He's he's looking for us and looking for our weakness, looking for places that he can attack us. I, I grew up um, in in South Houston area, and so uh, I was I was blessed in that that we didn't really have tornadoes where I was from. Uh, thank you, Jesus. I am I like I know God says time and time again in His word, don't be afraid. I am. I'm, Tornadoes freak me out. Can I just tell that? Like they drop out of the sky, destroy, they freak me out. So I was I was raised with like hurricanes, right? Hurricanes, they come on like this is coming. It's out in the Gulf. It's going to be here in three weeks. That's the kind of storm that I'm used to, right? So when we moved up into the panhandle of Texas, uh, where there were things like tornadoes, I got freaked out. And I remember when the sirens would go off and get in the tub. And so we moved to Elgin. This is just my little funny story. We lived in the Parsonage for nine years down the road here. And uh, it was like our first week. Here, and I did not know that the fire station had a siren when there was a fire or a wreck. And so the siren went off and I jumped in the tub and wanted to wake all the kids up and it was, it was, it was not a tornado. But anyway, uh, the point. Ready? Back to the point. Okay. The enemy's attacks are more like tornadoes than they are hurricanes. They're not announced. We don't know that they're coming. He, he sneaks up. He rises up. He stands up and he attacks and that's kind of the way that it happens the second thing I want you to know of that is that those attacks are really really powerful Right? Those attacks are really, really powerful. If you listen to the imagery that's used here, right, here, here's here's the, the power of, of, of water. Now, by the way, why, why water? Why all this water imagery? Well, the, the, the area, of course, that the Israelites uh, lived in uh, could be very dry, very arid, but when it rained, man, that water would, would just come off those mountains into great streams and roaring rivers, and it could sweep away people, even villages, if they weren't careful. And so uh, I want you to hear the power of these words it uses words like swallow or engulf or sweep over or rip apart so here's what we need to know ready we live in a world where we face constant dangers from very real seen and unseen enemies we do okay we need to know that the attacks of those enemies are powerful and they are usually sudden and nature which brings me to my third point guys it's according to David Without the Lord's protection, we'd be in big trouble, right? Without the Lord's protection, we would be doomed. And this is really the heart of the psalm, right? This is the heart of the, How does the psalm begin? Verse 1 and verse 2, ready? If the Lord had not been on our side. That's what he said. If the Lord had not been on our side. Let Israel say it. If the Lord had not been on our side. And here's the point that David is making, ready? You, you can't miss this, ready? Here's the point. He's saying, listen... The people did attack, right? This is a psalm about perspective. David is looking back. He's not in it right now. He's looking back to a time that he was in it. And what David is saying is, listen, the people did attack. He said, listen, the waters did rise. The rains did come. The rivers did rage. But look, look, we're here. God has brought us through. That's what David's saying. God has brought us through. And that's the great truth of Scripture, is that God never leaves His people. And and that His people don't walk through the raging rivers of life on their own. In fact, God revealed that all the way in the Old Testament to His prophet Isaiah. He writes this in Isaiah 43 too. I love this. He says, when you pass through the waters... Now listen, God didn't say to Isaiah and thus the people of God, the children of God. He didn't say, if you pass through the waters. You notice that? He didn't say if you pass through the waters. He says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Right? Not, not if you pass through the rivers, but he says, and the rivers will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, and the flame will not burn you. It is not if we walk through the waters, or if we walk through the flames. It is when we walk through the flames. God says, I am with you. And that's what David's saying. He said, man, if it weren't for the Lord, man, we would be engulfed in those flames. If it weren't for the w- Lord, we would be swept away by, by those torrents. But praise God. He was always with us, which brings me to kind of the final point is that the only proper response to understanding that, the only proper response to understanding the protection of God is praising Him. Right? Is praising Him. And and I just want to say this to you this morning, okay? Listen, uh, when life comes up against you and the streams are raging and, and floods are coming, when the enemy pops his head up and begins to attack you, it's really easy to feel in the midst of those attacks like you are completely alone, that God doesn't see you and that he doesn't care about you. It is. It's easy to feel like you're isolated, But hear the truth of God's word. God isn't distant. He's not some just up there, up high God that could care less. No, God is a God who chooses to step into the flood and to suffer through it with us. And that's why we have that beautiful promise. God says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Even when you walk through the rivers, even when the the flames are there, I am with you. That is the very promise of God. And here's the beauty of that. See, in the Old Testament, Uh, The promise of God for his presence was that the spirit of God had to come upon his people during those times. But then Jesus came and he did something amazing. Jesus came and he lived the life that we couldn't. He died the death that we deserved and then he hung out for 40 days and he said, hey, listen, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'm going to come back. I'm going to take you to be with me where I am. He says, but I'm, listen, don't don't be afraid because I'm going to do something awesome. When I go, I'm going to send one in my place and he is going to live not on you, not just with you. He's going to live in you. It's my spirit, the Holy Spirit. And and, and Christians, here's, here's the beautiful thing. As the children of God who have the Holy Spirit indwelling in us, we are never alone, never. We feel like it, but that's a lie. We are never alone. So listen. No matter what rain may fall, no matter what waters may rise, no matter what heat may come, no matter what person may, may, may sling an insult against us, listen, whether it is joblessness, whether it is a cancer, whether it is a struggle in a relationship, it does not matter. You are not alone. That's the promise of God. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? So what do we do when we understand that this God, who has made heaven and earth, who has made us in his image, who made us to be with him, who sent his son to die in our place so that we could be with him, so that we could be reunited, who has then sent his spirit to live in us so that we never are alone. What do we do when we understand this God is always with us and he's always protecting us? And I I think that the Bible calls us to some things. and, And the very first thing we need to do is right here, guys, is we need to be prepared. What do you, you say, what do you mean, pastor? What do you mean, be prepared? Well, we talked last week about always um, putting on that, uh, that spiritual armor, right? We, we need to put on the full armor of God. Um, but, but before that, right, that's true. We, we never know when the flood's going to come, by the way. So, so you do have to be prepared in that sense. But more than that, what I want to say to you is these promises that I'm telling you, these promises that I'm giving you, that God will never leave you, that he'll never forsake you, these promises, ready, are only for the children of God. That's <laughs> And so the first step to being prepared is becoming a child of God. You say, I don't even know how to do that. I don't know how that works. And the beauty is, there's not a whole lot you have to do other than surrender, right? I mean, I mean, there's, there's no way, the Bible says there's no one righteous, not even one. So, so God's holy, he's, he, he's just, He's perfect, He's right. I'm not, you're not. There's no way that we can make ourselves perfect or right. So there's nothing you have to do to clean up your act in order to become a child of God. In fact, the Bible says that for you to become a child of God, all you have to do is believe in the Son of God. If you believe that Jesus was God, that He came to earth, that He died in your place, that that He conquered death, rose again on the third day, and He ascended into heaven where He's preparing a place for you, the Bible says if you believe in that, that that you will receive the power of God. You'll receive the Holy Spirit. You'll become a child of God and all of the goodness of God will be yours. Isn't that awesome? So, So the first step to, to being prepared, right? That's the Boy Scout motto. Before we can put on the armor of God, we have to be a child of God. And this is what I'm going to say to you. If this, if this last couple months hasn't shown you how difficult life can be, I don't know what it'll take. But something will come your way and it'll shock you. It'll come out of left field. It'll spring up on you because that's what the enemy does. It won't be announced and it'll be at your front door. Do not wait until it is too late. Be a child of God, and then you will have this great promise that no matter what the enemy throws your way, they cannot harm you. Even if they kill your body, the New Testament would say, they cannot touch your spirit. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. So step one, be prepared. Step two, ready? Is practice his presence, okay? This whole deal is is about... um, journey the journey uh, ascending that hill back to jerusalem back to the presence of god and, and and one of the reasons we feel distant from god when we go through things is that we forget that god is with us as children of god we actually forget that he's with us why do we forget that god is with us ready here's here, this is my two cents. i think because we don't pray enough period we don't pray enough right Practice the presence of God. How do you do that? You do that through prayer. Father God, I know that you're with me. Holy Spirit, I know that you dwell in me. And so I'm, I'm coming to you. I'm going to talk to you. The Bible says that we should pray without ceasing. It says that, that literally we should take everything unto God. And, and so listen, I'm just if we practice the presence of God by talking to God throughout the day, we will be reminded that we are never alone. I'll never forget this. When I was in Borger, I was a youth pastor there, and, and one of the kids that was in our small group, uh, his parents told this story. It was like, I, they thought their kid was crazy, that they had some kind of imaginary friend and their kid was getting a little too old for imaginary friends, you know what I'm saying? And so they would get in the car and then all of a sudden they'd look in the back seat and their kid was talking to somebody else that wasn't in the car. And they'd go, what are you doing? And then finally they just asked, like, what, what's going on back there? And, and their child said, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm buckling Jesus in too. Whoo! From the mouth of babes, right? Adults, Oh. I think it's time we start buckling Jesus in We need to start practicing the presence of God everywhere we go Sit. we're reminded we're not alone. Some of you right now, you are so overwhelmed with anxiety because you feel isolated and alone. And I'm here to tell you, you're not alone. God is with you, okay? Third thing we need to do this week, ready, is we need to rest in the promises of God, right? Uh, Jesus tells us, right, that we need to come to him All of us who are weary and heavy laden, the Bible says that we need to cast our cares upon him. And and so guys, one of the things that we we need to really work at is understanding the promises of God. Did you know that God says he'll never leave you or forsake you? That's a a great promise. We've already studied in these Psalms. God says, I won't let your foot slip, right? "My, my eternity in Christ is secure no matter what the world throws my way no matter what the world throws my way. And so I've got to be at a place I can rest in those promises. God, I know that you are with me. God, I know that you are for me. God, I know that I I am yours. God, I know that you're going to give me good gifts. God, I know that you're going to provide for my needs. I'm I'm not going to run after all those things like a crazy person. I'm not going to be consumed with fear. I'm not going to be consumed with doubt. I'm not going to be consumed with my past. I'm not going to be consumed with my mistakes. But I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus. He's the author. He's the prophet factor of this life, and I'm going to count all of the promises of God as true. I'm loved, I'm chosen, I'm forgiven, I'm accepted. Right? That's who I am. And when I fix my eyes on that, man, it drastically changes the way that I live, which brings me to the last thing I think that we need to do. And, and friends, that's it. we've got to worship with the people of God. We've got to worship with the people of God. And some of you are going, well, yeah, I'm trying, but the church hasn't opened its doors to me yet. We'll get to that in a second, okay? Uh, worship the Bible says it's something we do in spirit and in truth. And listen, we, we can worship at home when our kids are going nuts. We can go, hey, listen, we're going to sing. That's what we're doing. Dads, I would tell you, um, one of the things I've found is, is it's easiest when you lead out. If dad's singing loud, everybody else just starts singing loud. That's kind of how that works. I, I don't know. It, it's like some magic trick. So I want to challenge you. Man, really do it. But, but, but I want you to know, some of you, again, we started this series, and some of you, we said, you've been kind of far away. And you've kind of been at a distance. You've kind of been trying to do it on your own. And said, listen, these psalms are a call to join with your brothers and sisters that have been feeling the same way. They felt far away. They felt isolation. And these songs are things that we begin to sing together as we all collectively start drawing again closer to the heart of God. And one of the ways that you worship God is just privately when you put Him first every day. When you choose to wake up and you choose to pray and, and, and you, you, you choose to read your Bible and your brothers and sisters are doing those things. And, and then, yes, it's, it's joining uh, with your brothers and sisters. And right now, that's kind of through, through chat. Hey, how are you? I'm checking on you and, and we're doing this live stream thing. Soon, hopefully, it'll be in person again. But, but we've got to choose to be a part of God's church and to worship together. Now, on those lines, I want to tell you that your deacon body is meeting June 1st. And June 1st, we're going to meet, we're going to um, continue to talk about our plans here for reopening the sanctuary. Now, I say reopening the sanctuary, not reopening the church, because the church hasn't been closed. The church, your church has been open, your church has been praying, your church has been doing ministry, your church has been feeding those in need, your church has not been closed We've just had the sanctuary doors closed because we want to keep people safe in the midst of this pandemic. We want to keep people healthy. Now, your deacon body, uh, along with myself, we're, we're praying. We're asking the Lord um, to show us what we need to do here. Now, we're aware that some other churches have opened again. I've kind of uh, shared with you some of our struggles, but but we're, we're we're going through everything. We've got a checklist of things that we want to take care of before we can gather together. And guys, one of the things I want to tell you, uh, part of our hope is that when we come together, we want it to really feel like church not not just feel like we're all in the hospital room and can't see each other and so um, we're committed Um, to to continuing to worship and provide a great experience for worship no matter what. Um, But we'll have details for you after that June 1st meeting. And so please be patient with us. Um, Just know we've got people on on both sides of the aisle and really there's not just two aisles. I feel like there's 50 and and people think we should open. People think that we shouldn't. People think there should be mass. People think there shouldn't be mass. I mean, you'd be amazed. And we we hear all those things. We love you. Um, And and we're being patient with you as you be patient with us. And so we'll have those details for you very quickly, guys guys, I want to do this. Um, we have some really, really uh, important announcements that you need to hear from Ms. Catherine. And, uh, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to call her up. I'm going to let her do announcements. Then I'm going to close us in prayer. And so Ms. Catherine, would you join us for announcements real quick?